Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Johnny Mac, hanging with you in for Bill Ryder on this football Friday. That's right. It's a football Friday. There will be football played later today. All important NFL preseason action. Man, but we're only eight days away from a game that actually counts. That would be the first week of co- week zero in college football. But we're not talking college football with my next guest. We're going to stick to the National Football League. He's been covering it for decades. Philadelphia Eagles for most of those years, but gone the national route the last couple of years, writing for the 33rdteam.com. Uh, Hall of Fame selector Paul Domwich joins me on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Damo? Doing well, Jody. Long time no talk to. <laughs> For those who don't know, Dom and I already spoke today. I do a YouTube show early in the mornings on the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yeah, uh, left hand didn't know what the right <laughs> hand was doing. Double book, Domo for the day. But that's uh, to your benefit, listeners out there right now, because Domo's <laughs> one of the best in the business. All right. Uh, last night's Eagles and Browns preseason 18-18 tie. Be honest. You nodded off at one point. Yeah, you, you actually had to pop the eyes back open, did you not? Coffee's a wonderful thing, Jerry. <laughs> I'm I'm a straight Coke guy at night. I can't be drinking coffee at night, but I can go the heavy caffeine. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I get it. The, the NFL has changed. You and I grew up when they were playing. Shoot, I'm old enough to remember when they played six preseason, six preseason games. I was too young yeah. to realize that it was as stupid as it was, as I do now. Um, but they're down to three, and the players that are going to win and lose games during the year are standing on the sidelines in civvies. Is it even going to become lesser in the future with the with the drastic way the teams have changed handling their preseasons over the years? Is it going to continue in that mode, or is there going to be a swing at a pendulum back at some point where they think they can actually achieve something in a preseason game? No, I mean I think we're headed in, we're, we're we're still headed in the opposite direction, Jody. I think it's only a matter of time before they increase to eighteen games. Uh, during the regular season, and, and to do that, one of the things that you know the uh, le- the owners will have to do is reduce the number of preseason games to two, uh, which is even going to put more importance on all of these joint practices. Um, I think I counted the other day, twenty six of the thirty two teams are ha- holding at least one, you know joint practices with at least one other team during the preseason, and, and eleven including the Eagles, uh, are, are doing it twice. So, you know, the, the games themselves are basically, I mean, as we saw last night, I mean, you're just, you're just seeing this, the, you know, the 
second, third, fourth string guys. You're not seeing the starters uh, even get dressed, let alone play. Let me ask you about that 18th game, because I've been making this argument. Tell me that it's got no chance if I'm overstating it. Um, two big-time NFL running backs signed this week, well into preseason. Dalvin Cook with the Jets, Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys. Both are heavy incentive deals, but Cook mm-hmm. can make upwards of eight and a half. Going to be difficult. Ezekiel uh, can make upwards of six. Got to hit a whole bunch of incentives to do that. But they did get deals, and the talking point of all offseason has been the devaluation of running backs right. in the NFL. I've continued to say the only way that we see the pendulum swing at all in the other direction is via collective bargaining agreement. There, there has to be a change in the way that the NFL handles running backs and getting to free agency quicker and the like. And that can't be done without a collective bargaining agreement between ownership and the players. The only time the players are going to be able to do anything about it, the players' union, is when that conversation comes up for an 18th game. And the NFL is going to want to do it. And they're going to want the players to do it. And they're going to have to give the players something in exchange. Will the union go to bat that big for the running backs that they say, here's one of the things you got to do. You got to let uh, running backs get to free agency early. You got to let running backs come into the league at an earlier age, maybe after only two college football seasons. Is there any chance the union goes to bat that big for the running backs? My guess is not, Jody. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't give them free agency earlier than other positions because that would just uh, infuriate every other position. I think, you know, there's some possible softer solutions like maybe you know on guys that are on their rookie contract uh you know right now nfl players can't you can't negotiate a second contract until after your third season in the league you know they might be able to do get some sort of agreement where running backs could do it after two so that uh you know if they've really had two incredible uh, seasons, they might be able to get a second contract, which you know right now is very difficult. I mean, teams are not. You know, I mean, it's, as we as we're seeing, and as you mentioned, the devaluation. I mean, second contracts, uh, particularly with with the kind of money these guys want, just isn't going to happen anymore because teams feel the supply and demand situation is such that. I mean, we've talked in the past, Jody, uh, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl in uh, February with a seventh-round rookie uh, carrying the ball in the second half, Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. who was the difference in the game. I mean, Mahomes got the, Mahomes got the, the uh, Super Bowl MVP award, but uh, Isaiah Pacheco might have been the most important guy on the field. Uh, and he did. He came up big for him, give the Rutgers kid credit, uh, even though not many of us saw it coming ahead of time. Um, that's why I think that the uh, number one running back in the draft this past year is going to need to have a huge year for the Falcons. Year number one, hit the ground running, maybe lead the league in rushing, and then that could swing the pendulum a little bit. Any chance on that, that that, that we do have someone who just says, you want to devalue the running backs. I'm going to be so good that you can't devalue me. Does that have a chance of happening in the NFL this year? Well, I mean, the Falcons are uh, an interesting team in that they're so run-oriented. So, I mean, I I, I think they're definitely going to use B. John Robinson a lot. Uh, The problem is, Jody, that that what teams feel, especially if guys have been used heavy in college, is that they just don't, you know, by the time they get to 
you know, their fourth or fifth season in the NFL, they're already starting to you know, be on the decline, and you're not going to overpay guys like that. I mean, so that's why we're seeing teams go to, you know, running back by committee. Uh, I mean, B. John Robinson is going to, you know, next two years, you're going to see the, the Falcons just hand him the ball a lot, especially with a young quarterback. But, you know, let's see what happens when uh, we, after three years, and he's knocking on their door looking for us, uh, you know, a, a contract extension, what they're willing to do. Uh, my guess is, you know, there, there are going to be limits no matter how good he is. Everybody's going to have their eye on Bijan. I know I will, and I think everyone else in the league should have their eye on him for this upcoming season. All right, uh, Damo, how much of Hard Knocks did you watched of the first two episodes? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, I've seen both of the, the first two episodes. Uh, okay. Uh, I really like it. Uh, uh, the, the NFL Films has done itself this year. I didn't know what to expect because of the Jets' reluctance to do it. And who would who who would have guessed that uh, the good Aaron Rodgers would uh, would appear? I mean, he's been incredible on that show. I mean, you know, helpful uh, doing interviews, you know, to, to kind of clarify uh, training, you know, the situations, and uh, you know, watching him mentor uh, Zach Wilson. It's been a revelation. Damo, I got to tell you, I'm nervous because you know, <laughs> I'm an unapologetic Jet fan. Yep. It's just too good to be true. Yeah. The first two episodes, I was pretty bullish on the Jets coming into the year as it was, but after watching the first two episodes, it's almost like, why bother playing the season? Of course the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look at Rod. He's in his great mood. He's got the greatest ball fake in the history of the National Football League. He's happy. He's smiling. <laughs> is it too good to be true? No, I mean, I think this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender, Jody, okay. assuming, right. you know, they, assuming they do not have, uh, you know, just a devastation of injuries. I mean, picking up Dalvin Cook now uh, takes a, a little bit of pressure off Brees Hall, you know, I mean, who's coming off a major injury. Uh, this, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a, a terrific uh, wide receiver crew, in, including, you know, I mean, you know, Garrett Wilson's one of the best in the league, but I mean, he's got all these guys that you know he's played with before—the the Lazards, the Cobbs. Uh, so I mean, you know, everything points. Assuming the line doesn't, you know, fail him, everything points to this offense being uh, terrific. And you know, there's no question that this is the best defense, one of the best, two or three best defenses in the league. So, uh, boy, you know, right now it. <laughs> I don't want to jinx them for you, Jody, because I know how much you would love to see them in the Super Bowl, but uh, they sure do look good. Yeah, just a quick excerpt from those who haven't seen it, and I don't want to do a spoiler thing, but I guess I'm going to do it at least in part. Um, In episode two, right at the top, they brought on the mentalist Oz. I think his last name's Perlman, if I remember. And he right. does the thing where he projects and asks a player to pick a number. Sure enough, he picks the exact number that he says. They did a trick with a puzzle where the piece fit right in the middle for the Jets. And he's got a player up there, I think it was Nicole Hardman, and he said, we know the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl, but who are you going to be playing in that Super Bowl? And I'm screaming at my TV, Eagles! Eagles, because I've already bet Eagles versus the Jets in the Super Bowl this year. I already got good hard-earned money put down on this, and I was hope. And he said the 49ers, you kill me, Nicole Hardman. But anyway, um, moving on from hard knocks, 
the team that uh, Nicole Park, Cart, Hardman picked was the 49ers to come out of the NFC. I'm kind of bullish on them. I think the Eagles and the 49ers are on a plane to themselves than as everyone else in the NFC. Uh, the head coach of the 49ers, uh, Mr. Shanahan, has hinted at the fact that Brock Purdy may get some snaps in this weekend. It was not that long ago that some people were talking about Brock Purdy be lucky to be back for the second half of the season. Now he's going to be playing in preseason games? Do you think Shanahan is just making a statement here that he's trying to get people talking about something else other than something that he doesn't want to talk about? you think Brock Purdy's going to get some snaps this weekend? Uh, you know, he might get a few. I, I don't think it'll be a lot. Maybe one series uh, be my guess. Just to test. I mean, he's testing that arm in practice and uh, but joint practices. But uh, you know, maybe they just want. I, I, you know, you want your quarterback to at least face the threat of being hit before he gets to the you know first game of the season. Uh, you know, I, I you know Purdy's arm. Everything I've heard. Medically, you know what they did uh, to the, you know they they they've strengthened it in you know they put something inside the arm that's uh, that's helped it and has lowered the risk of, of of re-injury. So, you know we saw what he did at the end of the season. So I, yeah, I I'm with you that this clearly, uh, along with the Eagles, are, are you know is the team to beat in the in the NFC. One of the teams not to beat in the NFC, sorry, Commanders fans, for me is Washington. But I'm just yeah. seeing here that uh, they have come out and said Sam Howell has won the starting quarterback job down in D.C. I, I kind of saw this one coming uh, just because I'm not that big a Jacoby Bursett fan, and he was the veteran option other than Sam Howell. I watch Howell play a lot at North Carolina, the game he played last year at the end of the season. He played well enough. Sam yeah. Howell starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be overly enthusiastic right now going into a season with him as my starter if I was hoping, you know, if I'm Ron Rivera with a new owner and, uh, you know, hoping to make a splash so that I can keep my job, uh, Sam Howell wouldn't be the guy I'd be trusting my future in. But, uh, uh, you know, right now you're right. He's better than Jacoby Brissett. So, but, they, you know, I'm not. I, you're, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that Washington. You know, I look at them right now. They're the, they're they're the fourth best team in the uh, NFC East and one of the least talented teams. Uh, in, you know, in the entire conference, uh, with the exception of some spots on defense. All right, Domo. Last thing for you, and this is a quarterback no one's going to question, unlike Sam Howell. Um, but has kind of disappeared in from the conversation, or at least my train of thought. And that's Joe Burrow. Uh, we saw it during this offseason. I have continued to say the Eagles should have gotten thank you gifts from the Ravens, the Chargers, not Cincinnati yet, but at some point they may need to put something in the mail. Forgetting that Jalen Hurts done first, and then Lamar gets done immediately thereafter for slightly more. And then Herbert gets done immediately, well, not immediately, but shortly thereafter for slightly more. We know Burrow's going to get the biggest deal of them all. Don't know if it's going to be slightly more, if it's going to be higher. He gets hurt before the preseason ever starts, hasn't played, probably not going to play in any of the preseason games. How big a distraction is going to be for Cincinnati? They're a legit Super Bowl contender, but they've got the Burrow contract kind of hanging over them like a dark cloud, or am I overstating it? 
Well, I mean, I think both sides know what he's going to get for the most part, uh, which is, you know, like all you just mentioned, a little bit more, a little bit more as these, as these quarterback contracts have been done. And I think, you know, he's going to end up getting probably a million a year more than Herbert just because he's the last one signed. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think the fact that he got hurt is going to affect that. Um, I would have thought that it would be uh, they would have liked to have gotten it done before the season started. Uh, maybe it still can. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if whether the calf injury clouded that a little bit and they put it on hold. Uh, but I think it'll. You know, I don't, I don't think it'll be a distraction. He knows what he's going to get. Uh, they know what they have to pay. Um, you know, I don't think he's asking for a. 100% guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson, so you know that's not going to be a problem for the for the Bengals. I think it'll eventually get done, Jody, and and I don't think it'll affect uh, how Cincinnati performs this year. Well, the Bengal fans are glad to hear what you had to say. I'm not as optimistic that it's going to get done before the season starts. I do think it's going to be an issue uh, into the season. How far into the season? We're all going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Damo, a pleasure. As always, thank you very much for jumping in. Oh, wait, one more question. I forgot. Um, are you on the Veterans Committee for the Hall of Fame selection? No, you're as, as part of the major main group that does select, but uh, yeah. they did pick a uh, veteran this year uh, or uh, a coach contributor, excuse me, this week. Were you surprised by the selection? I was surprised. <laughs> I am not on the I am not on the coach contributor committee right. uh, or the or the senior committee, but uh, that was not that one kind of. There, I know there are some guys on that committee that feel strongly about kind of going way back and 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 honoring guys like Buddy Parker, uh, but you're looking at some coaches there that were left out that uh, you're like, wow, you know, I mean, Holmgren's still out there, Coughlin's still out there, uh, you know, uh, boy, you can go down the list. But uh, I thought one of those guys would uh, would make it this year. Buddy Parker was not the guy I expected to survive the the cut. And uh, I know you know Clark Judge quite well. We had Clark Judge on Birds 365, my YouTube show, a couple of weeks ago. And he really yeah. did. He did a sales job for us on Buddy Parker. So I guess Clark yeah. had some influence because he started Clark. spouting stats that I had no idea of the yeah. Lions of the 50s, how good they were. And I, I, I don't have a problem with it, Maybe mostly because yeah. Clark kind of told me on it that he deserved to get in. And, yeah. Hey, Holmgren and, and Coughlin, hey, those guys have chance. Hey, they got years yet to go. Uh, they yeah. are kind of kind of going from uh, older to newer with the uh, coaches as well. There are guys uh, when you know there are three seniors that are going to be nominated eventually here, and and there are guys on that uh, group that go as f- farther back than uh, than Buddy Parker. I know wow. Al Wister, the, the old Eagle that played on yeah. the. 48-49 championship teams are still in the running. He's one of 12 semifinalists. So, uh, you know, I, you know, Clark and I, and I, I love the love Clark, and he, he's a he's a champion for the, uh, you know, for the really the the the, the way back guys. The and, history and of the of, National Football League. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Damo. Appreciate it greatly. Thanks much. I'll get you up plenty during the season, bud. Take care. Paul Domwich, you can read all his writings at the 33rdteam.com outstanding NFL website. All right, Jody Mack coming back. Uh, oh, I know what we got to do. We got to go buy or sell. Jody Mack and for Bill Ryder here on CBS Sports Radio. Stay right there. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Billy R. has got the day off. Hopefully a nice long weekend for your boy, Billy R. Uh, he'll be back here on Monday. Jody Mack in for Mr. Ryder today. It is that time of day. Time for Buy or Sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Ryder Than You. Okay, EJ Stewart here coming at you with a buy or sell for Jody Mack. So let's begin. Last night's preseason game was another breakout performance for Browns rookie QB Dorian Thompson-Robinson. The former UCLA standout impressed against the Eagles with some nice downfield throws and mobility in the pocket. DTR finished with 164 yards on 13 of 25 passing with no picks. Robinson has compiled 348 yards, 65 rushing yards, and two touchdowns in four quarters of preseason football play. So, buy or sell Dorian Thompson-Robinson as a future starter in the NFL, Jody Mack? Ooh, good question. NFL quarterback, not surprised. I'll I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, I know, EJ, you probably booked him for me once or twice over the years. Yogi Roth, uh, former uh, NCAA player, wide receiver at Pittsburgh, Turned assistant coach at USC. Turned, I got I should shoot Yogi a text. Just say, where are you going to land when the Pac-12 goes by the board? Because he works for the Pac-12 <laughs> Network. Yeah. Um, but he is a quarterback guru. He's worked the elite camp with Dilfer for years. And I always get his opinions uh, prior to the season on what quarterbacks, who going in the draft, who are the best. He was always high on Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I was like, the UCLA kid? Really? I know he can run. Are you sure he can throw it? And he was bullish on Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And damn if uh, he didn't turn out to be right because he has looked good, and he looked good last night. He's an NFL quarterback. Starting quarterback? Yes, that's possible. Franchise quarterback? Yeah, I'm not willing to go there yet. But then again, I wasn't willing to go there with Brock Purdy, and now I do think he's a franchise quarterback. So (laughs) we'll see if uh, Watson gets hurt. He would be my choice as their backup quarterback as of right now. Um, he's impressed me during the offseason. I'll say, yes, he can be a starting quarterback in this league. I'm buying. Bye. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Dilfer stuff because I remember watching the uh, the Elite 11 camp 
you know, mm-hmm. documentaries that they did. And Dorian Thompson Robinson was very impressive there way back in high school. So that's why see, That's why Yogi liked him, I exactly. guess. He knew. He had a first-hand opinion. I'm just watching him on TV going, <laughs> hey, he's all right. He can run, but I don't know if he can throw the ball well enough to be an NFL quarterback. That's why you, guy, you have guys like Yogi Roth on your show. He has been very impressive. He's a competitive kid. I would be interested to see how his career shapes up. Okay. So Kyle Shanahan left the door open to Brock Purdy playing a series or two in the Niners preseason matchup with the Broncos tomorrow. Shanahan initially said Sam Darnold would get the start on Wednesday, but on Thursday, the San Francisco coach indicated he may get Purdy some reps with the first team before Darnold takes over for the rest of the first half. Uh, Purdy practiced for three consecutive days this week for the first time since uh, undergoing elbow surgery on March 10th. So Jody, buy or sell, the Niners should play Brock Purdy this week in preseason? Oh, no. That's a leading question. If I were a uh, (laughs) opposing counsel, I would object to that question. Should play. Yes, he should. Yes, I think he will. But as Paul Domwich said when he was just on with us, two handoffs and a screen pass, and then he's on the sidelines. Why bother? Just to get the feel of it, to be able to say that he started a game, to be able to laugh at those who suggested he was going to miss half a season. <laughs> if he's just going to hand it off twice, why he could get stepped on by an offensive lineman. I don't know that I would go there. Uh, I don't think Shanahan makes this stuff up, so I think he will attempt to get him in the game. But if you're looking for Purdy to come out and wing it all over the field, oh, I'd bet good money against that. So, so you're so you're gonna that buy. would be a sell. That's a sell. I, well, okay. no, I'm buying and selling at the same time. I guess I'm holding because I'm buying he's gonna play, but I'm selling that he's gonna do anything. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that as a sell. Sell because uh-huh. if you say he's not gonna do anything, then no. I think that means that he shouldn't play. He's not gonna go exactly. out and do anything. Which is exactly right. Going you're good to at happen. you're good at reading between the lines with me, Harry J. There you go. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. The Rock Purdy thing is so weird. Like again, you're talking about a guy coming back from an injury. And as you talked about earlier in the show, I don't really understand the point of preseason football. I know Brian Bill, like you said, I mentioned he didn't understand it. I don't know why they just don't. Well, I know why they don't, because they want that money from the, yeah. from the gate. But my thing is, man, just televise these uh, these inner squad practices and these and these joint practices scrimmages and call it a day, if you were asking me. But, um, okay, so Lions defensive end, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, says he is thankful the Jaguars didn't take him with the number one overall pick. He told MLive.com he harbored no ill will, adding, quote, I'm happy here, very thankful, very thankful. I mean, it all worked out. It was divine timing. The way things went was the way things were supposed to go. Now, the Jaguars, of course, took Trayvon Walker with number one overall pick. Uh, And the Wolfhills teams are holding joint practices this week ahead of their preseason game as well. So, buy or sell the Jaguars regretting not taking Aiden Hutchinson with the number one overall pick. Not yet. I'll, I'll sell that one. Sell. Too early to say. Did Hutchinson have a better year last year? Yeah, he probably did. Um, different teams, different schemes. Um, I think we need to wait at least one more, if not two more years to go. Wow, one was specifically better than the other. I think Jags are fine. I think the Lions are ecstatic that he dropped to them at number two because, like I said, he had the better year last year, and it's a homeboy staying home in the state of Michigan. So um, I'm not going to say the Jags are regret They wouldn't admit to it anyway if they did. Uh, but I don't think even in closed-door meetings that they're going, man, we just should have taken Hutchinson and, and uh, set, set everybody off the bed. Uh, no, I think they still got faith in Walker. 
Yeah, and at the same time, too, defensive linemen sometimes are the slowest to develop. I think about a uh, Jets player in Quentin Williams, who his first few years, it took him a while before he became an elite-level player, a guy who, you know, as we saw in hard knocks, was dominating. And then in squad practices, of course, he has a new $95 million contract. Uh, it's not uh, Trayvon Walker's a great athlete. They could develop him into a great player, so you never know. I also think if they were going to take anybody number one, they take Sauce Gardner number one with the way he played Whoa. last season as that, well. That's now now twenty twenty hindsight yeah. for all of us. We all knew <laughs> Sauce was going to be good. Nobody knew he was going to be as good as he turned out to be. That is true. Okay, so switching to the NBA. Uh, this week, Blake Griffin announced his retirement from the NBA. Uh, Griffin was drafted number one overall by the Clippers in 2009. He was named an All-Star six times. He also made five appearances on all NBA teams. So, buy or sell Blake Griffin as a Hall of Famer? I readily admit I've got less of a grasp on the Basketball Hall of Fame than I do on the Major League Baseball or the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, overall uh, process and what you need to accomplish and who should or shouldn't be in. I'm always a little bit surprised, but it is. It's a larger group, and they've got a bigger base to choose from because it's uh, women, it's international, it's just a it's a different type thing. Off the top of my head, look at Brake Griffin's career. He's not a Hall of Famer for me. But if you're asking me to predict, do I think he'll get in? Yeah, I think it's easier to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame than it is some of the other Hall of Fame. So what was your question? Will he or won't he, or I think or I don't think? It was Blake Griffin. It was <laughs> so maybe it's a poor question. It was Blake Griffin as a Hall of Famer, buy or sell? That sounds like a sell. If you're saying I say sell, yes. I, even though sell. I'll probably be proven wrong, I say sell. Interesting. See, I so I, I'm I love basketball, of course, as you know. So I have a better maybe grasp of the basketball Hall of Fame. I mean, I think some of the people that have gotten in. I mean, Pagasol just got in this past year. I know he's won two championships. I don't think Paul Gasol was a better player than Blake Griffin in his prime. I know Blake Griffin didn't win, but it is a team game, and his teams were a perennial playoff team. So, for me, I think Blake Griffin is a Hall of Fame. I think some people kind of forget how good he was in his prime. A guy who could handle the ball, a obviously incredible finisher, and a 20-10 and 10 machine. So, um, interesting note on that. Anyway, let's get to back to baseball here. So, uh, Julio Rodriguez put on a show Thursday. The Mariners start winning five for five with the home run and five RBIs. He joins Bobby Witt Jr. as the only players in MLB history with 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases in each of their first two seasons, which was a surprising stat to me when I saw it yesterday. Buy or sell J-Rod as the best young player in MLB today? No. Best young player? You're not... You're not narrowing it down to second-year player? If you say best second-year player in MLB, oh, I'll buy that. Best young player, I would define young by 26 or younger. No, he's he's not uh, in that group just yet. Uh, Ronald Acuna is the best young player in all of baseball. Uh, so, again, they're all de- determined by your definition but if you're leaving it open-ended, no. Uh, J-Rod is not Ronald Acuna Jr., so he can't be the best young player. So. It's funny. I didn't think about Ronald Acuna, and that's a good point. I mean, Ronald Acuna, um, yeah, he's right on that cusp, I guess. I was thinking uh, 25, uh, and people under 25, Ronald Acuna is 25. So that's a fair one. You know, the mm-hmm. other guy I was thinking about was Juan Soto. But I, the way J-Rod's playing, I think the way he projects with how Soto's kind of falling off in these two years in San Diego – 
actually kind of was maybe he's, had, he's having a better year than Soto. You're right about that. Yeah. I think I'd still take Soto, but if you're just talking about this year, yeah, J-Rod has, has probably eclipsed him. Yeah, but if you put Acuna in there, then you're right. Ronald Acuna is, is an absolute superstar and, and the heart and soul of the Atlanta Braves. Okay, so let's get to more baseball stuff here. The Yankees head into their weekend series with the Boston Red Sox below 500. New York is in danger of having their first losing season since 1992 when the team went 76 and 86 in guess who Buck Showalter's first year as Yankees manager so Jody by yourself the Yankees finishing this season with a losing record yeah I do think they're gonna finish with a losing record sorry Yankee fans I'm buying that one buy and I'm buying it will cost the manager his job I think Boone is on very 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 thin ice the more interesting thing will be Brian Cashman, who's been the general manager, yep. I think, since 92, or at least close to as long as you got to go back to find a Yankee losing season. That I'm not sure of, but I don't think uh, Aaron Boone's going to be back as manager for the Yankees. All right, that's EJ doing a great job with buy or sell. I'll come back. Going to finish it on the phones with you, the fans. Looking for Billy R. on this football Friday on CBS Sports Radio. This portion of the show sponsored by eBay with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You're the MVP because when you see that green check, you'll know that part fits your vehicle. eBayMotors.com. Let it ride. Eligible items only. Some exclusions apply. Hey, from last night's action, Dorian Thompson Robson, uh, DJ uh, EJ just asked me about him during buy or sell. Impressed with his downfield throws, but his viral moment came when he drilled an eagle DB with not one but two downfield blocks on the same play. He did catch a penalty for the second one for an illegal block, but you got to appreciate a guy who's out there busting it in a preseason game. He was a late-round draft pick, I think a fifth of the Browns. Uh, I think he's going to make the team. DJ just asked me, do I think he's an NFL quarterback? Yeah, not because he's throwing downfield blocks, because he threw the football around pretty damn well uh, last night. So uh, I will give a tip of the cap to Dorian Thompson-Robinson for his play last night in preseason action. All right, Jody Mack here with you. we got a couple calls in before we exit stage left. Hit me up, 855-212-4227. Dave from Queens has done just that. Hello, Dave. Hey, Jody. Thanks for the morning appetizer here. Very good. Um, you got it, buddy. I'll hear you, I'll hear you tomorrow, too, um, this weekend, too. Um, yeah, um, I've always wondered this. I got six receivers here, like Gary's list. I got six wide receivers that are all Hall of Fame eligible. Okay. I'd like you to rate them. And they all probably deserve it, but we know how the, the NFL Hall of Fame is. They might get in in 20 years, 30 years, but I'll give you the six and in, in my order. If I'm six to five, and then you'll give me yours, please. Go I'm ahead. six to one, and then you give me yours. Thanks, sir. Um, okay, I put um, Ward, um, Ward, uh, what got Ward, uh, Ward, Holt, um, Wayne. Oh, I didn't give you the names. Let me give you the yeah, names. Let yeah. me do it this way, Jody. I'm sorry. Okay, I got Steve Smith Jr., Heinz Ward, Sterling Sharp, Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt. And Andre Johnson. All right, now you're going way okay. too fast. Heinz Ward, okay. Sterling Sharp, mm-hmm. Reggie else? Wayne, Reggie Wayne, okay, Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, right, Steve Smith Jr. and Andre Johnson. 
Nobody cares what I care about. We care about what you okay. care about. How All would you right. rate yeah, those I'll yeah. give them to you in the order that I think they should go in from top to bottom. I'll go bottom, uh, top, down. Uh, okay. Numero uno would be Reggie Wayne. Mm-hmm. Number two would be Tory Holt. Number three mm-hmm. would be Heinz Ward. Mm-hmm. Number four would be Andre Johnson. Number five would be Steve Smith. Sorry to say Sterling Sharp. Maybe because he's out of sight, out of mind longer than the mm-hmm. others, I would put him sixth. That would be my order. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that. I appreciate that. They all were really good. They all were. Some of them were great. Um, I'm a Steve Smith guy. Of, of the six there, who do you think goes in first? Like, um, who do you think? Like, Reggie Wayne. Who do you th- I, I think Reggie, Reggie Wayne might get in this year. Really? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll look for that, and um, I wish um, I wish you the best. And uh, Dave, yeah, give me a call over the weekend. Appreciate it whenever you do check in. Uh, it's a fun list. I enjoy doing lists like that, and I do enjoy debating Hall of Fame stuff. All right, coming up this weekend, besides yours truly, here on CBS Sports Radio, Saturday I'm on uh, at 10 p. To 2A Eastern Time, which would make it 7 to 11 out there for you West Coasters. And then Sunday a little earlier, uh, 6 to 10, uh, a.k.a. 3 to 7, uh, for those of you who will be tuning in over the weekend. We'll be talking more NFL football. you got two exhibition games tonight, Carolina at the Giants and Cincinnati against Atlanta. And one of the things that's interesting, like I watched last night's game, and I know it was broadcast on the uh, – NFL Network, but I didn't watch it on the NFL Network because I was capable of watching it on a local feed because I live in the South Jersey area. So I got the Philadelphia Eagle broadcast, and it's just different watching an NFL game on TV with home announcers because every game is a national game and is broadcast by one of the outlets. So you don't get the home. You want the home announcer feel. You got to listen on the radio. But uh, during the preseason, you do get to hear home announcers, and certainly the Eagle announcers gave you an Eagle spin on the entire game. Well, the NFL Network taps into the home field announcers. I don't know which of the two teams is going to be for each of the game, but tonight's game on the NFL Network is going to be Carolina against the Giants. I'll be interested to see that game for one particular player who I think is going to play. You never know who's going to play starters, uh, who's going to rest, who's they're going to protect and the like. I'm a Matt Carroll fan. Was when he came out two years ago, got hurt, um, is not going to be the quarterback of the Panthers going forward unless uh, Trey, uh, unless Young gets hurt. Um I, I I am a Bryce Young fan, too, so I like a couple of their quarterbacks, the Panthers. So, yeah, I'll specifically be tuning in to see the quarterback play, even if Bryce Young doesn't play for the Carolina Panthers. Then you got the Bengals and the Falcons, that one not being nationally broadcast, but uh, if you're watching it locally, enjoy. And, yes, I will tell you that the Atlanta Falcons will have a lot to say about the future of the running back position because of the uh, top draft pick. I think they're going to run them down people's throats all year long. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll at least be checking the box score on that one. Then you got not one, not two, not three, not four, 11 games on Saturday, three of which will be broadcast by the NFL Network early, 1 o'clock Eastern, Jags against the Lions, 
Will you get either of the two starting quarterbacks in this game? Maybe for a snap or two. You see, it used to be easy when they had four NFL preseason games. First game, your starters played minimally. Uh, second game, maybe same. Third game, you expected the starters to play at least a quarter, maybe upwards of a half. And then the last game, nobody plays because you, you go into full protection mode. Now that starts with week one. NFL quarterbacks, star quarterbacks, don't play at all for more teams than not. So I don't know what you're going to get out of Jacksonville and Detroit, but that's on the NFL Network early. Uh, Miami and Houston, I'm guessing two is going to play at least some early on against Houston. Um, that one's a 4 o'clock Eastern start also on the NFL Network. And then you got a 7 o'clocker. My buddy from Chicago called in earlier and said uh, they're on record. The Bears are playing no one including Justin Fields, uh, the Colts to be determined. I guess Anthony Richardson. To, are they going to go to protecting Anthony Richardson already because he's their starting quarterback? Will I get a better look at the Colts offense and the uh, joint practice that they're going to have uh, coming up next week when they take on the Eagles before the last preseason game? Maybe. Uh, Buffalo-Pittsburgh also on Saturday night. Tampa and the Jets. Yeah, I'm even afraid to watch that one because things are going too well for the Jets right now. I'm I'm afraid that something's got to go wrong. I'm feeling too good about my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Pats and Packers, Tennessee and Minnesota, Kansas City, Arizona, Denver against San Francisco. Brock Purdy may get a couple of snaps. Uh, Vegas and L.A., that would be the Rams, not the Chargers. And uh, Dallas is up in Seattle in the great Northwest. And Sunday night, we got a game that'll also be on the NFL Network. Saints and Chargers. That's an interesting quarterback battle. We know that Carr and Herbert have gone mano a mano plenty, but that was when Carr was a member of the Raiders rather than a now New Orleans Saint. And then the uh, Monday nighter is Baltimore against Washington. Does Sam Howell get a pass now that he has been named the starting quarterback for the uh, Redskins? Maybe he doesn't even play. Lamar Jackson hasn't played yet. I don't expect Lamar to play. But, hey, football beyond all weekend. I'll be here on CBS Sports Radio talking about it. And if not talking football, I'll be talking baseball. couple of key series, couple of inter conference interleague series that are interesting toronto is in cincinnati the reds are hanging tough in the wild card race they and the cubs are tied they're only two games behind milwaukee toronto is uh lost their edge they had a locked in spot over the last couple of days uh, got beat by the phillies the other night uh, they've got to earn their way into that wild card spot so blue jays reds i think is a fun series to keep an eye on this weekend there was one good other interconference series. Oh, Milwaukee and Texas. Brewers sit atop the, the uh, Central in the AL, and Texas still holding on to the uh, top spot in the West in the American League. Should be fun. Should be a good sports weekend. I'll be here to talk about it. It was my pleasure to fill in for Bill Ryder and talk to you guys today. Thanks to EJ for producing a great show. Have a great sports weekend, everybody. Keep it here on CBS Sports Radio.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 